Welcome to the Swing Left Nebraska podcast that's all about energizing communities, advocating for change, and making a difference in the great state of Nebraska. We'll dive deep into the heart of Nebraska's progressive movement, exploring the stories, strategies, and initiatives that are shaping the political landscape. We're here to amplify the voices of candidates, local activists, and community leaders who are fighting for a more equitable, inclusive, and prosperous Nebraska. Swing Left Nebraska is your go-to resource for staying informed about key issues, upcoming elections, and how you can get involved. Whether you're a seasoned organizer, a concerned citizen, or someone who's looking to make a difference for the first time, we've got you covered. Get ready to be inspired, and let's embark on this incredible journey together. Welcome back, listeners, and hello to any newbies joining us for the first time. I am your host, Leah, and today marks a very special episode as we dust off the cobwebs and step back into the majestic halls of the Nebraska State Capitol. We're kicking off our first week of our new legislative session, and let me tell you, there's a palpable buzz in the air. Our senators have returned to Lincoln filled with fresh ideas, renewed energy, and an eagerness to tackle the issues that matter most to Nebraskans. In today's show, Cindy and I will give you the inside scoop about some of the key bills that are already sparking debate. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's dive into the nitty-gritty of democracy in action. Let's do a show. Cindy, it is so good to have you back as we unpack the unicameral. January 3rd was the first official day where all the senators convened back at the Capitol. And I know you have some insight on some things that took place on that day. So can you discuss that? Sure, I'm happy to. In fact, for those of us that are unicameral watchers, it's like the people who are Husker fans, et cetera. You know what I mean? We were all glued to our screen when we were watching the unicameral reconvened on Wednesday. And I just wanted to say thanks again for having me and talking with me about this. I and so grateful here in Nebraska that we have the unicameral system of government so that citizens as the second house can be really involved with the legislators as they create laws that would hopefully make all of our lives better in the state. They did convene on Wednesday. And one of the first things they did was to fill Senator Breezy's role. He was the chair of the exec board, but is now the treasurer for our state. And so he had to resign as a senator. And the vice chair of the exec board was Senator Aguilar, and he's been filling that role. He filled that role temporarily and then nominated himself as the chair when they opened and convened on Wednesday. And that's usually how it's done. And Senator Michaela Kavanaugh actually stood up. She conducted herself in respectfully drawing attention to the need for a confidential ballot process for leadership possessions in the legislature and how they elect their leadership and how important that is to the nonpartisan nature of the legislature. And so she did nominate herself to make sure there would be an election and that he would not be installed as the chair just by a vote as far as unanimous consent. 
And as expected, Senator Aguilar was elected the chair. And there was another election, again, by secret ballot to replace Senator Aguilar's vice chair role. And Senator McKinney and Senator Lowe both stood up for that position. And Lowe was elected. That was like right away on Wednesday. And that's just a really good example for the importance for the procedure for nonpartisan elections of committee chairs. And that's one of the rules that Senator Erdman has proposed again to change. And there will be a rules committee hearing on Monday. There's going to be 34 proposed changes that will be heard at that hearing. And the normal process, again, for the unicameral is to adopt rules beginning of the first year of each biennium. Last year, we did have a rules change mid-session in the spring. And then now they're bringing 34 proposed changes for this session. And there are some introduced by Speaker Arch, Senators Kaufman, Hansen, and Wayne. And if you go to the Nebraska Legislature website, they can be found at the top of the main page. And four of Senator Erdman's proposed changes are like on his wish list that he brings up every year. And I would just say that number one, which is about changing the requirements for cloture, uh, number three was to discontinue election of leadership by secret ballot. And the reason that's important is because if it were an open voice vote, then it becomes partisan because people would potentially vote for their fellow members of their party, as opposed to maybe the person that would be most qualified. And number four was to bar the media from committee executive sessions. And rule change proposal number nine is to change to a more partisan redistricting. Anyone who wants to comment online about those proposed rules changes, that's right there at the top of that link. And the hearing will be at 1.30 on Monday and the online comments must be left and confirmed by noon. If you're listening to this on Sunday, when this episode drops, make sure you get those comments in by Monday. Now, there were over 200 bills dropped just in the first three days. That's a <laughs> lot. I wish we could parse through every single one of them because there's a lot of great ones that came out. They're really impressive. There's a lot of scary ones too, let's be honest. So let's just focus on a few. One that stood out to me is Senator Jen Day of Gretna joined 16 other senators Thursday in introducing LB 952. That's a bill that would require the state human service agencies to apply for extra funding via the summer electronic benefit transfer EBD program. Mm -hmm. So it would place an extra $40 a month over the three months next summer into EBT cards issued to low-income families to buy groceries during a time when a lot of children are out of school and away from the free and reduced school lunches because Pillen recently turned down funding for that program. So that was great. That one was introduced, don't you think? Oh, my goodness. I appreciate her and the other senators for introducing that bill. It is incredible to me that we have to go to these lengths to require our governor to request these funds. It's mind-boggling to me that First off, we wouldn't want to make sure every child had enough food to eat. Okay, that's what we're talking about is additional funds during the summer to make sure that school children have food to eat. I think most Nebraskans of good conscience realize that's just a baseline. But then secondly, it's something that would benefit our economy. These $18 million are 
monies that would be spent at grocery stores across the state. And so all of these dollars that would be infused back into the economy throughout our state, I can't believe that's something the governor would be refusing. There was a vigil held in front of the governor's mansion. All the men stood over the Christmas break outside in the cold in front of the governor's mansion trying to draw attention to poverty in Nebraska and this particular issue. And then there was actually a press conference about it. And Senator Conrad was there. So was Senator Vargas. And Senator Conrad, though, worded it so well when she said, what we want to do is bring these tax dollars back to Nebraska. And that's something I've been trying to talk about all the times the governor Ricketts refused money. And then now we have Pillen following in those footsteps. Those tax dollars are ours. I pay taxes, federal and state. And if we refuse those dollars, they'll be going to other states. I just really think that Senator Day and these senators that are putting this out there as far as an actual statute, it's disappointing, it's necessary, but I appreciate that they're doing it. And I really hope that they pass it. I really hope that they pass it as well. Like you said, do you breathe air? Yes. Children be able to eat regardless of how much money they have. Yes, absolutely. Like this should be a no brainer. It is too bad that it had to come down to having to pass legislation to get these funds. But we are sure grateful that we have these senators that have joined forces to introduce this legislation, Mm -hmm. which will hopefully grant these funds for this program. Now, Senator John Fredrickson of Omaha on Wednesday introduced legislative bill 856, which would make all child care workers eligible for child care aid regardless of their income. He focused a lot of his bills on child care and other programs to really help the youth in Nebraska. And working families. I just love this bill. Most bills that Senator Fredrickson brings, I'm a fan. But this is so important because it's difficult to imagine how some of these communities are able to provide childcare. It's so difficult, especially in rural parts of the state. I really appreciate Senator Fredrickson bringing these bills because it will be helping childcare workers and these, obviously, these children across the state. And it is especially difficult when you talk about these rural communities and how parents really need childcare, and it is just so difficult to find. Yeah, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow that, and hopefully those will pass. No, I call them the no-brainer bills. Anything that can help children and working families should be no-brainer and should easily pass. Should is the word of the day. Though. And it's such a much, it's a better idea than the governor proposed last week. The governor said that he was considering or had thought about or heard about an idea where people would be able to have childcare at your work. And throughout the week, coworkers would just take care of each other's kids. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's just snap your fingers and coworkers can just drop what they're doing and yeah. just care for someone else's child. That yeah. totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And not to also make light of it, but what about licensure and certification and printing and things like that? I discovered pill and that's not how it works. Yes. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Speaking of not how it works, there were a lot of interesting bills that came up surrounding the death penalty in Nebraska. Uh, I'd love if you could break down some of those for our audience. 
I personally am opposed to the death penalty. And it is disheartening to me that senators would be trying to move our state forward more regarding executing. But Senator Lippincott brought a bill to basically change the way the executions are conducted so that it would be by some sort of gas. Remember a few years ago when Governor Ricketts had difficulty when we were executing someone because the actual medicine being used, the pharmaceutical companies were disputing that the purpose for it. And so how he went around the whole system to procure those chemicals was all very not transparent. Let's put it that way. So Senator Lippicott brought a bill to change the actual way we administer whatever this process would be for executing prisoners. Senator McKinney brought a bill the next day then that would make available so that senators would be able to view executions from start to finish. And that there was included that there would be no shutting of the curtains, like what had occurred at the last execution. And then Senator Hunt brought an amendment to Senator Lippicon's bill where it would replace the whole bill and it would require executions take place with senators administering the firing squad. The so, ultimate troll bill, I was saying earlier that it's absurd, but it really is a unique tactic to bring awareness to what is happening by introducing an amendment such as that. Exactly. And these senators are making decisions. All of these bills, we talk about the 200 that have already been introduced and the many to come in the next seven days, because there's 10 days of bill introduction. These senators are making decisions and implementing policy that is life and death, not just the death penalty, but when we talk about the policy that they create regarding our health care or the safety for our children at school. There will be, it sounds like, a bill brought by Senator Brewer about, like, arming school personnel. There was last year's gun bill, which basically unregulated uh, weapons in our state to the point where it's surprising that he has another bill this year to either even further deregulate handguns and purchase and some sort of bill about the databases that are conducted, tracking people's background checks and things. I, I don't quite understand it. I haven't looked at it too carefully yet. But these senators are basically impacting our safety, our children's safety, our grandchildren. They're impacting, of course, our economic future. The state needs to make sure that we're attracting people, let alone not losing talented people. All of these things to do with agriculture and our environment and our resources, you name it. They're making decisions that I believe sometimes we are not remembering and reminding them on how weighty, how awesome their responsibility is. So I'm really looking forward to the next seven days and hoping that we see better, more, I should say, ideas and bills introduced that will be finding solutions for all of us and not trying to just put in these kind of like extreme partisanship type of legislation. So let's talk about Senator Wayne's legislative proposals. There is an interesting article that came out in the Nebraska Examiner. Wayne of Omaha says a trio of his legislative proposals would shake up the state's criminal justice operation and save hundreds of millions in local tax dollars. 
So we were talking before about how some senators are introducing bills to bring awareness and attention to the subject at hand. Can you break this down for our audience? One of them that Senator Wayne brought, I thought was really interesting idea. And it is to, the reading of it is the legislature administer the Department of Correctional Services and appoint the Director of Correctional Services. So he would bring actual operation within the legislature, which, I mean, it's hard to imagine how that would work, but it is such an important issue that our state needs to address because our prisons are overcrowded and the administration of correctional services, there are a lot of questions about how best it should be done and whether we are doing the best here in our state. And we all need to remember that these are our neighbors too. One of the things that I was interested in when we talk about correctional services and judiciary, Senator McKinney also had a bill specifically dealing with prisons, and that was to make sure that the Nebraska State Penitentiary would be demolished after the new one is built. I thought that was very interesting, though. There's been some brought by Senator Bossen, Kavanaugh, and Dungan regarding judiciary already. And it's so disappointing. The last few years, the last few sessions, the legislature really did miss an opportunity to address our correction systems here in our state. There are so many things that they left on the table. And so I am glad to see that Senator Wayne and the others will be really hopefully focusing on this issue. And we can try to improve that going forward. We just really need to get this done. I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm grateful that he is bringing awareness and working on getting this done as well. Do you have any idea what will be coming up in the next seven days? What should we be paying attention to? It's hard to uh, predict. <laughs> I'm uh, along for the ride and I look every day and the bills that are introduced and anyone can actually go to the Nebraska legislature website and on the very front page, like the link down is for introduced legislation. And so everybody in our state, this is a very transparent process, can go through and read what is introduced. I am looking, hopefully, to have senators introduce more bills that will be helpful with our housing in our state. We have just such a dearth of affordable housing. I think that we're hoping that we can see more legislation focused on our, the health of our community, mental health. I know there were some bills brought by senators to do with like reimbursement when we talk about how we have nursing shortages. We have difficulties with nursing and assisted living facilities across the state. Lots of really important issues that they should be focusing. Gotcha. As you were talking about before, on Monday, they're having the proposed rule changes hearing. Any idea of what we can expect at that hearing? What are you paying attention to? Okay, so the hearing will be at 1.30. And the hearing at the beginning of the session was like hours and hours long. So I really don't know what to expect. There's 34 <laughs> proposed changes and how Chairperson Erdman will conduct the hearing. Last time he combined people's opportunity to testify on more than one proposed rules change at a time, it was very confusing. So I'm not quite sure what to expect uh, on that, but it's, I think, going to be snowing. It sounds like there's a potential storm coming through. I think is important if anyone has concerns or, you know, input on any of those rules changes to make online comment so that you can be sure that your voice is heard since it's possible it might be difficult to get to the Capitol on Monday. 
And then, of course, the Nebraska Legislature Study Group will be live streaming the Nebraska Public Media Broadcast. So that will be on our YouTube page for anyone that wants to catch it. Perfect. And I will put those links in our show notes, as I always do. As we wrap up this episode, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? So I did note that there are a few people that have filed for their candidacy that with the Secretary of State started this last week. So please think about running for legislature or getting in contact with people who you think would be good. And I would really encourage everyone to check to see that all of their family members' voter registrations are up to date or register to vote if you hadn't. And also to make sure that you call your senator. It's really important. This is a good time to call and let them know what your priorities are. So as they start to get into the process for floor to be and votes and things like that, they can understand what their constituents actually want. Those are perfect reminders. Consider running. Make sure your voter registration is up to date. Make sure your friends and family are registered. And if they've moved, that they've changed their registration. And then finally, call and reach out to your senators. Awesome. Thank you, Sydney. This is always a wonderful time connecting with you. I appreciate all that you do. We're going to have a lot to digest next week. So I look forward to connecting with you then. I look forward to it too. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. And that wraps up another episode of the Swing Left Nebraska podcast, where we bring you the latest on progressive politics and grassroots efforts across the state. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us on this journey towards a brighter, more inclusive future for all Nebraskans. Before we sign off, remember that your voice is powerful and your support is what fuels this movement. If you enjoyed today's episode and believe in the change we're advocating for, please take a moment to share this podcast with your friends, family, and fellow Nebraskans. Let's spread the word and grow our community of passionate progressives. Don't forget to subscribe to Swing Left Nebraska on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you have a minute, we'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review. Your feedback not only helps us improve, but also helps others find us and join the cause. Together, we're building a Nebraska that stands for equality, opportunity, and progress. So until next time, keep advocating, keep organizing, and keep believing in the power of your vote. Thanks for listening and stay engaged, Nebraska. Let's mobilize. Let's take action. Let's go. Ready, set, go. Get ready to go.